your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America, with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. Hi, hiya. Welcome to a brand new episode of A Joel New World, a Walt Disney World podcast. I am your host, Joel. Today is November 13, 2023. Thanksgiving is on its way. That means we are that much closer to the Christmas season. Arguably one of the greatest holidays or times of the year at Walt Disney World Resort and throughout the country. But... Today's episode I'm so excited for because I've tried a couple of new things for the first time. Number one being Blizzard Beach. We just did this this past Saturday and got rave reviews about it. Also, I promised you guys a Disney Wish uh, trip report from Joel and that's just what you're going to get today. So stick around, you're definitely going to get that. And... If I had to say in just a few words what my experience was like, is we've already booked another one. So, and we're already thinking about booking two more cruises. So, we love the Disney Cruise Line. We love cruising. Our kids enjoyed it as well. There's so much to do. We went on a three-night cruise, and we ran out of time because, you know, between kids and, you know, um, they kind of take up some time and... They want to do different things than, you know, necessarily, not necessarily adults want to do, but um, do it as a family and it's fun, but it's just different. Uh, and trying to cram everything into three days, it's just not, it's just not possible because they do such a good job of offering so much entertainment, so many places to eat, so many places to drink, and just so many experiences that you can, um, I want to say experience on a cruise ship. And uh, we're going to get to that in just a second. Let's get to blizzard beach first uh, but before that we're gonna get to jollywood nights i did not go on the first one but um the feedback is in i apologize for those notification dings but i hopefully just muted those um but for jollywood nights the first night was in and the reviews are not so great and you know, it's the first night of a brand new event. It's brand spanking new. They introduced a new character. You know, there's some kind of debate on if it was a brand new character introduced by 
um, the resorts or not. Ollie is his name, and he is a gingerbread figure playing a saxophone, I believe. And I've saw some pictures of him. Looks really cute. Looks cool. But the debate is out on whether it is the first newly created character at a Disney park since Figment. And you can argue that no, it's not. Um, one character I would argue is um, the little bird in Mickey's Runaway Railway. That's a new crea- uh, character, and I'm and maybe it is in the cartoon version of Mickey and Minnie's uh, Runaway Railway or whatever cartoon that is you know, modeled after or based after, but there's a hot debate out there and I'm not really qualified to argue on it, but, um, they're saying that this is the first character created since Figment and I don't know. Um, what do you guys think? I think a lot of people are on the other side of saying that it's not, and I would probably agree with that. I feel like that's hard to believe. Um, I think they're just kind of trying to make this bigger than what it is and push for it, but... Uh, our first uh, or not our first but our only one it's a very limited event it is a hard ticketed event if you're not sure what it is it's at Hollywood Studios and it's more of an adult centered experience from what I've seen and what I've heard and read but kids are most certainly welcome and there's things for them to do as well but um, ours is this upcoming weekend on Saturday at Hollywood Studios very excited for it even though there's a ton of negative feedback what I think me and my wife planned on doing was avoiding the lines because what this sounded like was just a line fest. People waiting in lines for, you know, up to an hour. And the party's only four hours. I think it's from 8.30 to 12.30. And I'm not spending an hour waiting for anything. So um, I think we're going to probably try to do Toy Story Mania, the interactive ride. Play that game on repeat. That's one of our favorite rides and attractions that doesn't get much love, but we love that as a family and everyone in our family can ride that. We hope to get on that a few times, maybe even four or five times, try to beat our high score. Maybe do Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway once or twice if our kids are up for it. Um, Hopefully they do get their naps that day because it's going to be a later evening, but um, you know, we do have the stroller and they do take naps when we're out and about, so... um, You just never know when those naps are going to come, but we're going to try it. We're going to have fun and we're going to hopefully try some of the food. The early feedback is that it was just waiting in line after line after line. And that's going to happen on a first event. The, you know, uh, efficiencies aren't really worked out. The kinks aren't worked out. And sometimes that's why restaurants have like soft openings and things like that to work through those kinks. And that probably was their soft opening. Unfortunately, for those people, you know, they paid over $150 for this hard ticket event. And it goes anywhere up to, I believe, $199. So, it's not cheap. But you do get some limited experiences like the Hollywood Brown Derby has, you know, small plates like tapas style. Um, They have like a piano player. And they have, you know, some signature cocktails that were created for this event. The Tip Top Club over at Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. I heard that was the biggest cluster of all. Um, it was basically just a portable bar with pre-made drinks, but the line stretched all the way out um, down Sunset Boulevard. So, um, so yeah, it was it was an experience. We're very excited for it. We're going to try it out. We're going to have fun no matter what. And I think we're going to try to 
game plan as best we can by avoiding the lines at all costs if possible. Um, so if there's a long line for it, we're going to do something else and we're going to get the most bang for our buck and maximize every single minute in the park. Uh, moving on though, let's get to Blizzard Beach. We just went here this past Saturday. Ton of fun. My only comparison for it was Typhoon Lagoon, which I visited for the first time this summer. And we've been there two or three times. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And we're kind of taken aback by how much of a beach vibe it kind of puts out, like a smaller beach vibe um, with the sand and how close you can park it next to the water. Um, and there's little kid sections and things like that. This is very similar. I feel like the theming overall is much better at Blizzard Beach for whatever reason. It's more of like a lodge style, um, a ski lodge feel, if you will. And it's incredible. Um, it feels much more expansive than Typhoon Lagoon. I could be 100% wrong, but it feels bigger. It feels like it has more area. And the centerpiece of that park is Summit Plummet. They do a really good job of the visual lines of making it seem like when those people go down it, they're going to go shoot off the side of it. Um, but it's one of the, the country's biggest drop slides in our country, and it is huge. And um, if you're not aware of what Blizzard Beach has to offer, um, fitting in with that ski lodge theme, they do have a ski lift, which takes you up to Summit Plummet, which is a really great way to get up there. It almost kind of looks like the Skyliner with those big wheels that kind of rotate. It's almost like a similar system to that, but on a much smaller scale. And you really climb up there. It gets pretty steep. And if you're afraid of heights, it might get to you. But um, I'm afraid of heights, and I did just fine. My kids did just fine getting up there. We weren't going up there to ride Summit Plummet, but there was a family raft coaster that we were very excited to try. And it was a lot of fun. That was a really great way to get down to the bottom. Um, really, really fun. I love Blizzard Beach. My takeaway is I feel like they had more um, covered areas, like more cabanas that weren't really cabanas. It was more first come, first serve, which is great for families. We got there right at rope drop and were able to snag one very easily. It was a hot day for November. It was like 85 and humid, maybe even 86. Perfect day for the parks, for water park. We did the, um, the kid area is really nice. It's Tykes Peak. It kind of has like a frozen theme to it. Like kid version of Anna and Elsa out there building a snow castle. Um, you got Olaf, Sven, Kristoff. And you got those little snow, snow glees, whatever those are called, right? Olaf's kids, um, if you will. I don't know what those are called, but if you want to let me know, uh, feel free to reach out and let me know. Um, at a Joel New World on X, formerly known as Twitter, or um, on Instagram, you know, reach out to me there, at a Joel New World. Let me know, but I think they're called Snowglees or something like that. Really cute. One thing that me and my wife really loved is that it has an area where you're able to go down the slide with your toddler. So we have a two-year-old almost going on three here in like a month, but um, we are able to go down that slide with him, and I don't think he would be willing to go down that by himself otherwise so we really appreciated that and we really like that kids area a little bit better than over at typhoon lagoon not to say that it's not better but it is it's good um so over if you're going to compare apples to apples the wave pool 
I would say the wave pool is better at Typhoon Lagoon, depending on what you like. If you like, you do get both experiences at both wave pools. Um, the wave pool at Typhoon Lagoon is probably that traditional um, one where you see the surf and you get those huge, huge waves like every other hour, I believe it is. But if you're looking for the big, big waves, Typhoon Lagoon is for you. If you're looking for consistent choppy waves, the one over at Blizzard Beach I would recommend, which it was really cool. Um, comparing apples to apples again, the Lazy River, they both have Lazy Rivers set up very similar similarly. And that is a great way to, if you want to save some steps, they have like five different stopping points throughout the route of the Lazy River. Um, and if you want to be lazy, like it says, you can get from point A to point B or point C or D just by taking the Lazy River. And I do recommend that. That's a pro tip there. But I'm sure a lot of you have already figured that out. Um, the main difference between the Lazy Rivers, Blizzard Beach, my daughter is almost four feet tall and she's five years old. But she's able to walk the whole thing. She doesn't like getting in the rafts. And she could touch the bottom the entire way, entire length of the wave pool. The other one at Blizzard Beach, some areas she can, some others it gets a little bit deeper. So um, keep that in mind when you're going to the wave pools. And um, she could be a little bit more independent at Blizzard Beach because the depth is like no more than three feet tall. So that's perfect. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, other than that, we didn't do too many rides. We just kind of, you know, got a little snack. Got some drinks. They do have some really cool refillable mugs there. They're a little bit bigger than the resort ones. And they do have those Coca-Cola freestyle machines, which are awesome as well. But, um, but yeah, Blizzard Beach was a hit. I think if I'm comparing Blizzard Beach versus Typhoon Lagoon, I think I'm going to pick Blizzard Beach due to the kids area. And the family raft ride was incredible. It was a lot better than the one at Typhoon Lagoon. Um, and I, I just had a blast. It was a great time. And yeah, I'll definitely be going back. If you are an annual pass member, it's only like 80 bucks, which is like one day's admission to the park. But moving on, we are going to get to, um, why everybody's here today. It's our Disney wish and Joel's inaugural sailing of, a Disney Cruise Line ship. So once we get back and return here in just a second, we're going to get to our main event today, which is my Disney Wish staycation cruise trip report, if you will. So stay tuned. It's time for today's main event of a Joel New World, a Walt Disney World podcast. And that is the Disney Wish, our trip report on the first time that we've ever sailed our inaugural cruising of the Disney Wish or any other Disney Cruise Line. Um, one of their fleet offerings, they have, I believe, five ships going on six with the treasure coming out late next year. We really want to try that one out, but I've heard so many good things about the Fantasy, and I really want to try that one out next. We've already booked a new trip it's actually going to be over Valentine's Day 2025, so I know it sounds like a long ways away, and it is, it's more than a year out, but it comes up very quickly, and we may even, if we get the right deal or the right time off, we might book one, really want to do a maritime cruise in 24, so maybe around Thanksgiving, but I digress. The Disney Wish 
was incredible. And this was a um, Halloween on the High Seas cruise. And we sorely misunderstood, not misunderstood, but underestimated, that's the word, underestimated the dedication to costumes on this ship. You know, my basis for this was Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And people, some people do dress to the nines and, you know, they go out there. But in recent years, and it may be because it's so hot, but in recent years, I feel like that's kind of been lacking. So I was like, okay, I'll just get like a t-shirt, you know, maybe like a, a Hawaiian shirt that's Halloween themed. I do have a Haunted Mansion Roosevelt shirt that I wore. But some people, they, they had some incredible costumes and kudos to them. I saw the Hitchhiking Ghost. They look great. Um, I saw Maui and Moana. Um, just some incredible costumes out there. We saw Slinky Dog. There were two people dressed as Slinky Dog. That was a great idea. And boy, I think if I do this again, me and my wife and my family are going to have to really put our heads together and come up with an incredible costume because the, there were some really, really good ones out there. I saw the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. And I saw Hulk Hogan. Hulkamania was running wild on the Disney Wish on this cruise. But anyways, next time, if I do a Halloween on the high seas, which I hope so at some point, I'm going to be doing that for sure. going to be dressing up. Um, but yeah, they do it right there compared to Mickey's Not So Scary. You go through, they give you about, they give you one of those bags just like at Mickey's Not So Scary. But they give you the bag like three-fourths of the way full of candy. And they give it to everyone in your party. So we got four big bags of candy right out the gate. And you can walk through it again, get some more candy if you wish. But that was perfect. That's the way you do it. doesn't take away your time trick-or-treating and waiting in this one line for no reason. I kind of wish that at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, they'd give you a bag like half full. You know, it doesn't have to be three-fourths, but... You know, do half full, then you can kind of decide if you want to trick-or-treat or not throughout the rest of the night. But to each their own. That was a great idea and a great way to do it. And it was just a lot of fun. But let's get to it. From the beginning, as my mind works, I like to start at the beginning. That's the best way to tell this story. And we drove to Port Canaveral, which is only about an hour and 15 minutes away from where we live. And that's a really good drive. It's not too bad. Traffic is not too bad. Um, and this was Friday morning. We got up, left here by, I think, at like 10 o'clock, maybe 10.30. Um, got there around noon. So um, maybe it's a little after 10.30, but we left, got there around noon. Once you get there, you see the ship. You're driving up, you see this huge, beautiful ship, and you just kind of get in the right mindset, and you're just ready for this vacation to start. And it's just fun. But um, the drive-in, it's like a, it's kind of like an airport, like a smaller airport, if you will. If you're familiar with MCO here in Orlando, on a much smaller scale and much more organized here. So I think they could definitely learn or take some pointers from Port Canaveral. But once you get there, you drive in, um, you wait until there's an available spot, kind of like curbside where you're picking up people sometimes. They have them numbered one through, you know, 12 or 20, whatever it is tell you which spot to go to you unload all your bags the porter comes by get your bags takes your room number you know if you're in 6022 or whatever for instance or 6650 i think that's the room we had tell them that they put a tag on it and then they take it from there 
you know, you slip them a five spot, maybe 10 for your bags if you have a lot more. Um, and then you drive on your merry way to the parking garage or parking lot. And one thing I really liked about this, since they know what cruise you're going on, they know how many days you're going to be there. Ours ended up being about $70 and some change. There wasn't even an option. You don't even have to validate it at the end. Um, you just pay your amount. You're good to go. And I like charging up front for the parking. So if you know how much it's going to be, just charge the $70, which was great. That was a great idea. It made a ton of sense. So we could arrive between 1230 and 1245. Or actually, they told us you can get there about 15 minutes early. Um, our time was 1245. So we waited around. We drove all the way to the roof. And as you're going up, everything is so crammed and so full. You're like, oh, man, I hope I find a spot. But if you're worried about that and don't like parking in tight spots, go all the way to the roof. There was nobody up there. We were the only car up there at that time. When we left, there were a few more cars, but um, it was just us and some workers taking a smoke break up there. Uh, but they were far away, and uh, it was really a great opportunity to get up there, see the ship, see everything. There was another MSC ship docking at the same time. Really cool to see that, and it was a good spot to take some pictures with the ship before you actually get um, get onto the ship. So that was a lot of fun too. Um, we hung up the hung out there for about 20, 25 minutes, and then it was our time to head on over. We went down, went over through check in, like almost like TSA for the port, if you will. But they were so much nicer, and. Uh, and yeah, it took us probably 20 minutes to get through, which isn't too bad, honestly. Got through that. Um, they do accept on the Wish the Magic Band Plus. They call it the Disney Band Plus on the cruise. I don't know if that's to prevent confusion from um, the ship that's called the Magic or what, but uh, or like trademark rights, whatever it is. But yeah, when you check in, they're saying, are you going to use your Magic Band Plus or Disney Band Plus and say, yeah. You know, we got it on um, the ones that we use in the parks. We have those. We didn't want to fork over the 40 or $50 for a new one for the cruise line. But your existing Magic Band Plus works just the same. So, um, and I'm not sure if it has to be the Plus or the old version, but um, we synced it up right there when we were checking in. And all three of us, my son was free, so... Um, you know, he didn't have to log his in, but um, they set you up. It opens your room door. You can pay with it. Um, it's just great. It's really good. It's better than the key to the world card that they give you, too, when you're getting to your room for the first time. It's just a really good way of doing it. So we get through right when we get on. They say your your boarding time's here. You're ready to go. We take a picture. Or we One of our best pictures from the cruise was actually the first one we took. And we go through those yellow ears onto the gangway over to the ship. And when you board, they ask for your last name or whatever name you want to be called by. And they say, now welcoming this family, right? Or this party. And it was just a great, grand experience for the first time. The Wish was beautiful. Inside and out, it was beautiful. We parked next to a, or docked next to a Carnival Cruise in Nassau. And that ship looked terrible, honestly. I'm not trying to mince words here, but that ship looked rusty, old, outdated. And the Wish was like Mercedes. It was like top of the line. 
And I know that Disney does charge more than other cruise lines. I'm well aware of that. But you do get what you pay for, and I did not feel cheated out of this experience whatsoever. So um, if you like feeling safe and, you know, you're kind of on the fence whether um, this cruise line's for you or not, I guarantee it is. It's for people of all ages. Just because it's associated with Disney does not mean it's just for kids. It's for, you know, solo people or, um, you know, couples, newlyweds, you name it retirees if you're here with your um partner of 30 years 40 years it's a great experience for you it's not just for kids so um so yeah we're on the shit our room is ready so we um you know our room's ready but we're also hungry we've heard you want to go and get something to eat before you have to do your mustard drill and all that stuff so we we walk up to 1923 as mistaken i thought we could eat there but they said the only thing that was open right now was Arendelle, which is the Frozen-themed restaurant. We said, perfect, cool. We're going to go find it. And on the Wish, all the three main dining restaurants are kind of stacked on top of each other. I wonder if they kind of share a central exhaust system or kitchen with an elevator or stairs um, combined. They have to, right? Or like a freezer or kitchen, probably a pantry. But... Floors three, four, and five. Three has 1923. Four has, I want to say four was Marvel, the Worlds of Marvel. And then floor or deck five was Arendelle, which is where we went. Um, the food was good. It was a regular menu. Um, nobody was really in there. You can also go up to Marceline Market, which is the buffet. Um, and I've heard before that a lot of people go up there and it gets kind of overcrowded, but you know, we sat down, we got some drinks, we got, uh, got to know the wait staff a little bit better and they really get to know you there, which is awesome. So, um, so yeah, it was great. And once we got done eating, that place is really cool. I really like the theming in Arendelle and we'll get to that a little bit more later, but it's awesome. Um, yeah, we want to check out our room for the first time too. We did spring for the veranda. So we go, we head up to the sixth deck, which is just one floor above this, above Arendelle. And, uh, you know, they bring your bags. You know how I was saying you leave it with a porter. They bring your bags right there to your door. Your room key cards are waiting there um, on your room number. And you can go right in and check in. Um, one of our bags was not ready or a couple of them weren't ready, but they showed up shortly after. No problem whatsoever. Um, so that's a really good service that they provide. And you get to meet your room host um, or your rooms, not room service, but your room host, I guess you should say. The one who's going to be making your beds, cleaning them, turning them down, um, taking the pull down beds, unlocking those, you name it. They're the ones that are going to be providing you with all that stuff. They introduce themselves to you and you kind of get to know them throughout the, the stay of your entire cruise, which is a nice touch. They're the ones doing all the towel animals and everything, leaving you chocolates on your bed, you name it. But uh, Cho was ours, and he was incredible. He was great. Couldn't ask for a better room host. He did a, an awesome job. Everybody on this um, on this ship did an amazing job. The crew was great. Um, Marlo was our lead server, and our assistant server was Aldrich. They were awesome. They were a great duo and an awesome tag team. Um, Aldrich kind of would start you off with the beverages. Marlo came through. 
It was kind of like your main server, but they worked in tandem and they worked beautifully together. They were awesome. Um, couldn't have asked for a better, better team to handle our meals every night. And Marlo was kind of practicing magic and he saved some meltdowns throughout the trip. You know, um, kids get tired and cranky and it's a long dinner. The meals can be upwards of an hour to two hours. So, um, I'll just say before I forget, but Marlo would do this kind of sleight of hand thing where you'd squeak something in his other hand and kind of like with my son, he would like poke his nose and squeak this little rubber ducky sounding thing. My son thought it was the greatest thing. So every time my son saw him, he would always point to his nose because he wanted the the squeaking noise. So every single night we got the squeak. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, we got our, to our room. It was beautiful. The veranda was awesome. The only negative was it was really hot because you have to have your um, room key cards inserted in to have the air conditioning on. I recommend hitting the like snowflake on it frequently if it's not on just to kind of keep it pumping. We were docked on the sun side as well. We could see our truck or our vehicle from the, um, the parking garage. We could see that side. So I think we were aft side, but uh, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what that is. I'm not very good with the uh, sailing jargon, but or nautical terms, but it was hot. We probably should have had our blinds closed the whole time. So that's a pro tip. Close those until you take off. If you're on that side of the ship where the sun is, it's going to get hot. Um, but anyways, we try to take a nap before dinner. Um, we also have the mustard drill. If you're not familiar with that, you have to go to one of the locations that you're assigned Ours was in World of Marvel. That place was jam-packed. And one thing I wish that we could do, I've seen some videos in the past where, like during COVID and pandemic times, you would just go, open your app, scan a barcode of the location that you're supposed to go to. Ours was Section U or something like that. You know, go to it, scan it. But then they should have, like, a requirement where you watch a video in your room, right? Because that information can be conveyed that way and i think it would be much more efficient much more enjoyable because we were standing up for like 30 to 40 minutes probably um and my kids were were cranky they were tired both of them were wanting to be held so uh, i think there could be a smoother better way for that but i understand that safety is at the forefront and that's what they're trying to do but maybe we could revert back to covid times for the mustard drill i think that would be nice um or even have that as a a pre-boarding qualification where you have to watch the video before you can do any booking online. I think that would be a nice touch for Disney to do. Uh, I don't know if there's something like up to codes or standards that you have to follow. It probably is, but um, anyways, I know you'd probably need all of your party to watch it as well, but um, I think you, if you're in a situation where you need a life preserver or a life vest, I think you're going to figure it out. And I think that, um, you know, watching a video can convey the same message. So, uh, anyways, that's the only knock on it. But, um, but yeah, our first dinner was Worlds of Marvel. This is the Avengers-themed restaurant. A lot of Ant-Man-heavy things. Captain America, the new Captain America. Um, you got Ultron returning for this as well. My first observations on this and my overview of it was I thought it would be more show, honestly. It kind of started off, and then it, it had like three parts to it. 
each of which was maybe five to ten minutes. I thought it would be much longer, kind of like Arendelle was. Um, not to say that was a bad thing, but um, it was cool. I, I just didn't know what to expect, being my first time. Um, the menu was great. The menu looked good. There was a Quantum Core sipper that was kind of a piece, um, or the Quantum Core that was part of the show that you push the buttons and kind of interact with it that way. You can get a sipper for 20 bucks. We ended up doing that. It's really, really cool. My son loved it. And it lights up different colors and, and things like that. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, if you're not aware to the dining, you can get as many appetizers, as many desserts, as many entrees as you wish. You can get the whole menu. If you can do it, um, go for it. Get your money's worth. A lot of people don't know about that, I feel like. Um, and I was a little weary of doing it at first. I kind of felt weird at first, but... Um, I think I ordered two desserts the first night to kind of ease into it. Um, I feel like that was the best way to do it. And I wasn't super hungry after eating at Arendelle, but I ended up getting a lot of beef dishes, um, and some seafood if it was offered. Um, the star of the show, I think if that one for me, the bao bun was really good. My wife had that and the sticky date pudding. That was probably my favorite dessert there. That was really good. Um, they have some signature cocktails as well, which are incredible. All of them were. And, uh, and yeah, the show, I think the runtime was over an hour and a half. They have people coming by taking your pictures. If you have the photo package or not, they'll take your photo for you. They do a really great job. And uh, I feel like my, my wife and daughter always ended up in the bathroom because my daughter had to go. So um, I feel like... We missed out a photo on that night, but every other night we got one. And, uh, and yeah, this was, this was it. We kind of walked around after dinner, wanted to kind of look at the ship a little bit. And we called it an early night because it was a long day, a lot for the kids, a lot for us. And, you know, we just wanted to enjoy the room and get a, a fresh start in the morning. The next morning we wanted to wake up and hit the, um, aqua mouse, yeah, the Aqua Mouse, that's that special water-based roller coaster ride on the ship that goes around the whole ship. We wanted to hit the Splash Pad, which was Toy Story themed, which my son loves uh, Toy Story, so it was perfect. And just wanted to hit the pools in the morning, kind of look at the ship, do some different things. But the next morning I woke up, and man, it was rocky. That's one thing I forgot to say. It was super windy, super rocky out in the water. It was very choppy. And I remember just trying to walk, trying to get my sea legs under me. And everybody was just kind of um, going side to side trying to walk. And I don't think that was 100% normal. but um, And it was a full moon the following evening. So I, that probably had something to play with it as well with the tides and everything. But, um, but yeah, very rocky, but it didn't really take away from anything. Um, and I didn't really get too seasick after that first night. Once you kind of get asleep under you. It get, you kind of get used to it. Your equilibrium kind of evens out. But on to the next morning, I woke up pretty early. The kids were still sleeping. My wife was up, and I'm on a mission to go get coffee at the Cove Bar or Cove Cafe, if you will. Um, and I had no idea where this was. I had seen a coffee bar on, like, the fifth floor the night before. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's it. I figured out, no, it's not. Um just kind of walked around, looked at the map and figured out it's all the way at the top on the 13th floor. So I'm like, man, I got some, I got a ways to go. Uh, but it was actually very, very awesome. And I want to make this part of all my cruises in the future 
or even at Disney resorts, is just kind of taking a walk around when it's very nice and peaceful. There was nobody out there except for people just walking around. You could tell they had their headphones in and just kind of did their morning routine and walk through. Uh, but it was very peaceful, and that was awesome, just kind of walking through, having the whole ship to yourself, just walking around, um, stopping to look at the water, the ocean, the sunrise, you name it. I'm going to make that a part of my trip at least once or twice every every vacation. That's like called the dad walk, right? I think I've seen some memes on that where dads are so proud to wake up before everybody and do a walk or something like that. But I did that. My mission was get to the 13th floor. Uh, I was hungry, so I stopped. I actually just kind of looked out and Marceline Market's on deck 11. I kind of just walked through right exactly when it opened at the right time. So I was like, sure, I'll stop and get some eggs and sausage and bacon. And uh, got a little counter seat by the window. You could look at the ocean while I was eating my breakfast. And if you're, if you're anything like me, you get kind of sick when you're hungry in the morning and don't have anything on your stomach. That's where I was at. So I stopped and got something there. We went back and ate breakfast again later there. But, uh, but yeah, it was fun. Just kind of stopping, doing some things, you know, kind of, it's just very calming, if you will. But trying to get to this 13th deck, and I'm not sure if it's in the front or the back, but it's a really, really great way to explore the ship and, uh, you know, check everything out. So I finally get there. They give you a coffee card, like a frequent flyer card, where you get five, you get one free. That was a nice touch. I still have that. Um, <clears throat> but I got a latte, and they have this like fancy uh, screen printing thing. Not really screen printing, but they can print a character design on your latte for you. They gave me a Stormtrooper. I didn't get to choose, but I got the Stormtrooper, and it was very, very cool. But yeah, the coffee was great so i recommend that and like i said it's a great way to kind of start your day just kind of walk in peace and calm and quiet and just kind of taking in the, the cruise ship for the first time and the ocean it's really really a good way to do that but we got our day started with uh, after we went to breakfast we kind of went over to the splash pad area which was close to the cove cafe cove bar um, and one thing i did forget to mention was they did have pappy van winkle in the cove uh, cafe and I did have to ask how much it was. I was like, I was talking to my wife. I was like, man, I've heard Pappy's really good. It's very rare, which is, makes it so expensive. But I was like, if it's like under $100 for a glass of that, I'll try it. And I had to ask the second time we came back. And I was like, uh, how much is the Pappy? And he was like, oh, it's a four twenty-five an ounce. I said, okay, never mind. Uh, so, wow, that's really expensive. But... Uh, I switched to like a wood for doubles, double smoke for 16. So that was a, a really good um, choice on my part. So um, if I ever win the lottery, I will go back and get the Pappy. But uh, man, $425 for probably a two ounce pour. That's insane. But anyways, back to day number two or morning number two. We got the splash pad. We had a really great time. It's Toy Story themed. It looks kind of like a, a, like a tub, like a kid's bathtub. Um, it's really fun. It's got a lot of stuff in there, a lot of water for you. The slides actually go pretty quick, so you have to be careful. And my daughter thought it was funny. She would go down it, and when she hit the ground, she would just keep rolling, kind of like a slip and slide. And we tried to see how far she could make it. And she made it all the way to the wall, so 
Um, just keep that in mind. That's a very good slide. They have the party, um, party source Rex slide over there, or Slidosaurus Rex, I think it's called. Really cute, really fun. My daughter, it was perfect for her. She loved it. Um, just like a big like hotel resort slide. And my favorite part was the stairs going up. It's like the party. If you've seen the little short cartoon, Party Source Rex. It's like a disco party going on in there. Like he's a DJ almost. But a lot of fun. Funny story for me is that was more of a workout than enjoyment for me. Because as soon as I started, I didn't go anywhere going down that slide. And it was hilarious. And by the time I had to like kind of scoot my shoulders, I actually push myself the whole way down that slide. And it's fairly long. I, for whatever reason, maybe the water wasn't turned up high enough or I'm just too big for it. Whatever it was, it was funny because they were waiting for me to come down and they hear like a uh, 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 of me trying to slide down the slide the whole way or pushing myself down the slide. It was hilarious. I get down at the bottom, they see me struggling and I'm like, man, that was more of a workout than anything. And it was kind of funny. But uh, my daughter loved it. She went down that several times. And and yeah. And then we waited for the Aqua Mouse to open up right at 9 o'clock. Nobody in line for that. I got right in. Probably waited three minutes. And the amazing part of this was um, once I got to the point of getting up and getting off the ride, the guy was like, Hey, nobody's in line. You want to ride it again? I said, yes, I do. Heck yeah. So I stayed on and I got to ride it two times in a row without getting off. And I feel like that never happens. But uh, that was great. Um, and I should say this was the Nassau Bahamas day. So we decided to stay on the ship during this time and take advantage of the ship. And hopefully take advantage of some of the people getting off at Nassau. Um, maybe that kind of contributed to it. But I know it's not a popular stop on the on the itinerary but that's what we did my wife and daughter got to ride as well my son's not really tall enough for it yet but i think he'll enjoy it one day that's a really cool slide i like that a lot a lot of fun and uh yeah i'm really glad i got to do it twice in a row and they do have the picture person sneaking up there so uh, i'm pretty sure mine wasn't very flattering and i couldn't hear anything either it's kind of loud right there but I think she was asking for my room number because that's how they get your pictures attached to your account. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun, you know. And I'm just, I'm really notorious for that. If I don't understand, I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I have no idea what she said, and I think that's what she said. So my wife and daughter's picture showed up, but mine did not. But I don't think it was very flattering because I didn't know she was there. So I think it worked out. But anyways, we took some pictures around the ship. We love the Aqua Mouse. We love the ship. Um, they do have kids clubs there on the ship, which are incredible. If your kid is potty trained and over three years old, they can do the free one or the one that you paid for on the cruise. But um, it's included. My daughter loved it. She asked to go back several times. Um, they do have It's a Small World Nursery. So if you do have some younger ones, you can bring their bottles or diapers um, the only thing is I think it's like $9 or $10 an hour, which is really incredible, honestly, um, which is very cheap. And my son enjoyed it as well. I think he kind of caught up on his snacking in there. He's, he likes to eat like crackers and like little snacks like that. He really got his fill on that and, uh, got his snuggles in him there as well, but really, really fun. They enjoyed it. And that's really fun because, you know, you and your wife or significant other, 
your partner can go do other things during that time. So if you want to skip a meal, you can book that for that time. The only thing is that uh, the Small World Nursery, you do have to book in advance. The other one, you do not. So, um, And they do require a magic band. That's how they track you through that and sign you in and out. Um, but my daughter loved it because right when you got on the ship, there's an open house, which means you can walk through it. And there was a slide going from deck three down to deck two, which is where the kids club was. And I think it's the Oceaneer Club, but um, that was a lot of fun. I even got to go down it and that was fun too. Um, but yeah, they really love the kids clubs and that's a nice touch. Um, my wife and I were able to go see some of the new Indiana Jones film in the theater. That was a lot of fun. We did some trivia and um, we did a pub crawl kind of thing. We went from pub to pub just getting a drink. We got to experience the hyperspace lounge, the Star Wars themed one. Nobody was in there, which is crazy to me, but that was super cool. A lot of fun. I know on the treasure it's going to be Haunted Mansion theme, which I'm stoked for that. I'm so excited for that. Um, <coughs> yeah. We did that, went to the Keg and Compass. We went to another one as well. Oh, we went up to that Cove Cafe to ask how much the Pappy was. That's where we got our other drink. Um, but yeah, just really cool, really fun. And that day we ate at Arendelle for dinner. So we got to go back to Arendelle. We were fairly close to the stage. And if you're not familiar with it, the Wandering Oaken character is kind of the host of the show. Uh, Kristoff, Anna, Elsa... They all make a, an appearance and they have these people playing um, instruments like violins and things like that. Um, and I have a singer as well singing the songs. And it's just a lot of fun. It's really laid back and just a lot of fun. Um, one funny thing about it, though, is my daughter fell asleep like halfway through it. So I kind of had to be the enthusiasm for when they would interact with the crowd. And it was kind of funny. But uh, anyways, that meal was good. I would probably, I'd probably rate the meals 1923 first, 100%. That was really good, which we'll get to in just a second. And then I would go World of Marvel and then Arendelle, I think. Not to say any of them are bad, but they're, I would rank them in that order just based on my palate and what I enjoy. Um, but that was so fun. The show was so good. It was a lot of entertainment. The service is great. And, uh, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, that's what we did. It was actually pirate night that night too. We didn't really, um, indulge in too many of those activities or the sail away party or anything like that. It was a full moon that night. And it, one of the coolest things on this trip was using the veranda or the balcony and just kind of sitting out and looking at how the, the full moon, the really bright moon was hitting the water. And it just, it looked like a cartoon, not even real, um, not even real life. It looked Photoshopped, honestly, but it was so cool. We were out there um, just kind of living it up and having a good time and hanging out. Uh, we went to the retail store there. And I really like it. They have some, you know, good sizes. I'm kind of like 2X on the shirts. But sometimes the shirts, you know, aren't really made the same. So I would like a 3X sometimes, especially if you get it in the dryer and it shrinks a little bit. And I like my shirts a little bit longer. So I do give them props for... You know having bigger size shirts up to 3x at least so um good job on disney cruise line for doing that i wish the disney parks would do that as well i think they would it would sell it just the same but um but yeah kudos to them for that 
Um, yeah, the retail shop on the Wish is a little bit crowded and a little bit cramped. I think it's just narrow. So that was one knock as well. Um, but it was good. It was just really crowded. And off to bed with the next night we were going to have um the next night we were going to have or not the next night but the next morning we we're stopping in castaway k or key if you will but we were planning on getting up and getting out by 7 30 ish so which we did we got room service which room service is included in a, in a later episode i might go through all the details and pro tips from cruising and what things you can do on a Disney cruise ship. Um, you know, the rules and pro tips, as I said, but, um, you can hang a little thing on your door by 3 AM and you can tell them I want coffee, two coffees, two orange juices, a thing of pastries, um, some bagels, cereal and milk, you name it. You can put it on your little, uh, it's like a, please do not disturb thing, but it's like a menu leave it on the door by 3 a.m. They come and collect it and you tell them what time you want it by and right there, then and there, they're um, at your door. You leave them, give them like a $5 tip for bringing it. And that was a good way to kind of efficiently eat breakfast that morning on the veranda as we're actually docking into Castaway K. And that was a beautiful view. Our room on the Wished 6650, that room was perfect with a veranda for Castaway K. If you just want to stare at it all day, I recommend that. Um, that room number 6650 on the wish but you had a perfect view of just docking into castaway k and you could see the whole thing and it was just beautiful you could really see how spacious it was too um but we got there it was a little bit delayed in getting off the ship uh, we really didn't know where to go at first but it's not on the main level you go all the way down to number one so you have to go down to deck one not where you entered the ship on deck three but down to one so there's another pro tip for you if you're planning on getting off the ship you need your passports or whatever documents you use to get on the ship and you need your world to the or key to the world cards not your disney band plus <coughs> so if you have your lanyards that would be beneficial on this day we didn't bring them but i think on the next one we're, we're going to be silver level and i think we're going to get some lanyards that'll hold those key cards but um, you need all of that to get on and off the ship and uh, they hand out towels and everything like that but we decided to walk they do have a tram that takes you to where you want to go and we just kind of wanted to walk and feel it out and um, it was quite a walk maybe 10 minutes to get to where we were going they have picture stops and characters along the way they have a picture spot with the ship which was really good but um, but yeah we got to where we were going we wanted to kind of set up shop close to pelican plunge which is their like slide thing. It's like a slide barge that's out into the ocean. And uh, we're right on the water, right in the ocean and right next to a bar too, with a sandbar. So um, a lot of stuff right there. We didn't even get to half the island, I bet. The kids were tired, you know, and we don't want to make them walk extra steps. If they're not walking, then we're carrying them. So, um, you know, we made it work kids love the water they love the sand and uh, I actually got to go in the pelican plunge into that slide the water was kind of cool in the morning before nine o'clock or around 8 a.m it was kind of chilly and the most surprising thing when I hit the water 
the slide was really fun it was really cool i recommend it but when you hit the water boy was it salty and i was like dang this this water is so salty and the guy behind me is like that's a lot of salt and so everybody's thought is like it's kind of like a nasal cleanse if if you will and it was much needed but um it was good the water was chilly but it was not too bad just kind of had to plunge in there and the water is kind of deep getting out to that little barge so um i could not touch the bottle the bottom and i'm six two six three i could not touch the bottom so you do have to swim uh, make sure to wear those life vests if you have little ones that aren't strong swimmers and just kind of keep that in mind we didn't put our um we didn't take take our daughter out there but um but she had fun just swimming in the ocean they do have like little shooters with water cannons that you can shoot these like pelican buoys out there with are really cool um they have little three-wheel tractors out there that you can rent um kind of like a big tricycle in the water that looks like a lot of fun they have banana boats <coughs> they have so much you can do out there they had like a 5k going on too i know a lot of people do that just to get their really fancy metals and things like that um, there's so much to do you can rent bikes uh, you name it you could probably do it honestly and it was a lot of fun they do have an adults only area so if you're like man this isn't for me i don't have kids or i don't i don't like kids <laughs> whatever it is they have serenity bay it's a little bit further out but if you take the tram it has its own stop and it's way past everything i didn't venture out there because i have kids and they're not allowed but i do feel like they have different food from what i've heard like fish and some steaks and things like that um and i've heard it's very very nice so um so yeah they do have a buffet out there buffet style it's like a barbecue they have hot dogs cheeseburgers hamburgers uh, potato salad they have some really good cookies uh, self-serve ice cream machines really good i really enjoyed the hamburgers and the hot dogs i thought they were fantastic i probably overate but i was so hungry being out in the sun and the water and having some beverages on the sand it was just nothing better than that just sitting in the sand i bought a cooler from the disney cruise line they have like water aluminum water bottles there and if you bought like 12 waters you got the cooler for free so i did that it was like 50 bucks the first night uh, put them in the fridge in the room and then if you take the cooler back with you which we took a couple waters with us um you can get like a little discount on some like a six pack of beer or something like that but um, and they put ice in your cooler for you too so that was cool just sitting there in the sand having a beer um it was just a lot of fun that was a very peaceful experience it was a lot a lot of fun um, we didn't stay out there all day we came back we wanted to get a nap our kids slept really well when we got back um before we ate at nineteen twenty-three for the evening and had to pack up for the next day very sad um castaway k is a is a home run um in baseball terms it's phenomenal so much you can do there so fun and it's just a clean nice beach People are coming around getting your drink orders. You can walk around to the gift shops, go to the buffet. Whatever you want to do, you can do it there. And it's a lot of fun. And you get to meet characters. So, um, so much fun. That night, we went to 1923, which was the star of the show. There's no shows or entertainment there, but that's okay. The food was the show and the star of the show. This was the night I ordered two entrees with a rack of lamb and the filet mignon. 
both of them were chef's kiss they were dynamite so good um the burrata as an appetizer my wife could have eaten three or four of those she said and she said she probably would get four of them next time and be set so that was really good the dessert was good the drinks were good um if you're really into whiskey and bourbon like myself um it's kind of modeled after like what walt would like right 1923 in 1923 was when walt disney company was created so 100 years later here 2023 that's the name of the of the game there and what it's kind of modeled after but um more upscale really good it was like the halloween night that was the halloween halloween celebration so like the mandalorian kind of just came into there and was walking to his table i thought that was funny but that was the star of the show 1923 was so good and there's so many things that you can do uh, or get there on the ship at the restaurant and everything like that but 1923 was definitely number one then it goes worlds of marvel and then arendelle so good so much fun um i could go on and on about my disney wish experience but i think i'm gonna wrap it up there and in future episodes i might give some tips and tricks for arriving at the port leaving the port checking out and other things to do but for now that's going to do it for today's episode i know it was a lengthier one and i hope you enjoyed it thank you all for your support go check out my t public page just kind of navigate there and type in a joel new world you'll find my storefront there i have some really fun designs and i'm really really enjoying some of those and are going to buy some myself uh, but thank you i hope you enjoyed today's episode thank you for your support continue listening and remember never let anyone sign your checks play me off kevin